Good morning, everyone. It's Sally Kalen here, relationship coach, healer, and mentor. You are listening to my podcast, Relationships, the Good and the Messy. Thank you for tuning in today, everybody. I am absolutely delighted you are here and finding these podcast episodes so helpful. I receive so many emails and I'm just always humbled by just how much they're affecting you and helping you make some you know, really big decisions in some cases. So I am here for you. And if you have any suggestions of a podcast you would like me to discuss, please drop me an email because um, like I said, I'm here for you and I want to deliver information that can best serve you. Now, today's episode is about narcissists and living in a relationship with a narcissist. And I'm going to share a little bit about my own story, but in this episode, it's about giving you the information about the types of thing a narcissist typically says to you um, and to basically let you know you're not going crazy, right? And also what you possibly need to do, um, how to... I mean, I, it's easy for me to say how to leave that relationship, but of course, I understand all the scenarios that keep you stuck in that situation, right? Which is why I, I'm i not here to tell you what you should and shouldn't do ever, but by giving you this information, I'm hoping that you can make the best decision for yourself in breaking that pattern, in understanding you know, what's really at play here, when you are someone that finds themselves in a relationship with a narcissist, whether it's the first time you've experienced this or whether it's a pattern of yours that you seem to end up in these situations. And the other thing I want to point out before I get into it is I'm not really a big fan on the whole labeling and that person's a narcissist, that person's an empath, that person's this and that, you know, but for the sake of obviously this podcast and getting the point across, Obviously, I'm going to talk about the narcissist. I I always believe there is hope for everyone. I know some people say, well, they're a narcissist. They'll never be able to change. I don't have that belief. I believe, you know, at the end of the day, someone who has, who exhibits those narcissistic tendencies and live in that way, they are clearly traumatized and wounded. Not that I'm making excuses for them. Trust me, I have been in this situation and I'm certainly not doing that. Um, so with that being said, let's get on to today's episode. And the first thing I would like to say is I want you to know right off that you are not crazy. Okay. I want that to really sink in that you are not alone because one of the things that happens when we get into these relationships is first off, we don't even know it's happening right at the beginning anyway, because they are so good at that whole kind of whining and dining and telling us what we want to hear. Um, and then before you know it, we're, we're, we're in that situation, but this is not your fault that you are in this situation. It's no one's fault. It just, what happens sometimes, but we have to obviously understand what's within our own belief systems and our own self that is allowing ourselves to accept these kinds of situations. So you are not crazy and you are not alone. Okay. I want that to be, you know, very clear. Um, 
So I want to get into uh, the start of this, um, some of the things that a narcissist will typically say to you, and then you can almost determine whether this is something that you may be living in. And, um, and also the way you're feeling a lot of the time in that relationship to give you more clarity around what you, you know, possibly are dealing with. One thing again, I would like to say is, you know, not everybody that has narcissistic behaviors are a full-blown narcissist. Doesn't mean that's right or wrong. I think all of us can be at times narcissistic. Doesn't mean you're a narcissist per se, right? But it's recognizing when you're living with someone with, you know, who clearly lives that way most of the time, right? And this is why I'm going to share with you some of the typical things that they will say. So let's get into it. So first off, and look, I'm sharing this because I've lived with this. I went from, my God, many, 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 many years being with a narcissist living in that relationship. And it nearly sent me like crazy. Like literally it was freaking a nightmare of nightmares. And yeah, so let's get into it because we'll, I'll be bringing up some of that as we're talking and I'm sure you'll be able to have, you know, relate to some of what I'm saying. So the first thing they like to say is you are overreacting. They love to let say to you that you're the one overreacting. I used to hear that all the time. You're overreacting, Sally. You're over, And they say it, they downplay it, right? So that's one of the things they love to let you know. The second thing, I'm going to elaborate more on this as we go. So just stay with me here. The next thing that they like to say is you are so sensitive. You are so sensitive. You're always overreacting. And this downplaying of your feelings, right? This minimizing of the way you're feeling. So they love to say that you're too sensitive, right? The next thing they like to say is you need help, right? You need to get some help. And they say it in such a derogatory way that you you actually start like second guessing yourself because what happens in a typical situation with a narcissist as well is you end up in these confrontations sometimes and then they start and then you're the one that gets all emotional and starts reacting and responding because you've taken so much and then they look at you and they almost belittle you and they go oh my gosh you so need help look at you and that is crazy right because you know that you have been pushed and pushed and pushed. You know you're not crazy, but when they say it in that like cool calculated tone for that split second, you really, really start feeling like you are going crazy. And I remember in my situation when that was happening, you know, I thought, no, no, it's I'm I'm not crazy. Da, da. And as I got more healed and he would start using that stuff. I would end up turning around and saying, yes, I am crazy because I've ended up in this relationship with you. So that was as I grew and evolved in that relationship because in my situation, I was incredibly vulnerable and emotional and all over the place in that relationship in the early days. But then I began to grow and grow and I began to stand up to um, that person. So I then got to sort of say exactly, you know, what I wanted to say, which was like really empowering to me that I could um, say that, you know, what I needed to say. 
So the next thing that they like to say is, and this is one I used to hear a lot, is you are a psycho. It kind of goes into the you need help part, but you need help, you're a psycho. Because obviously they'd, you know, do what they would do and then we would be triggered and then we'd be going all over the place. And they would love, they love to say that, you're a psycho, right? So you may have heard that before as well. Another thing they like to say, it's not all about you, you know, because remember what they're actually saying is really themselves. So I, I actually look at it and, and, you know, when I was compiling this list um, the other day, I was like having a sort of, I was smiling to myself and I was like, my gosh, those days were horrendous. But looking at the list, it was like, it was really himself he was talking about. It was never really me, just projecting everything onto me. And, you know, it was a case of, you know, that was all his behaviors. He was overreacting. He was too sensitive. He needed help. He was the psycho. Um, and it was just that he was saying that to me because that's what they do. Um, Another thing they like to say is, my family think you're crazy. And so he would, in my situation, say that to me. Like, not often, but it would come up and it would be like, when I would sort of try and, you know, say what I needed to say, he would just look at me and go, well, whatever, da 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 da. My family think you're crazy anyway, you know. And it was a joke because he didn't even really bother with his family. And, but these are the things they say, right? Again, to place doubt in your mind, to, to get you into that vulnerable place where you start second guessing and they can manipulate you a lot more easier, right? So that was something that, that they say and that's something I experienced. Another thing they say is they actually deny they ever said certain things. So I never said that. That's not what I said. And when I would say, why did you do that? Why would you do that to me? Or why would you do such and such? Well, I never said that. You're imagining things now. So this whole kind of like, um, it was just so, like you would literally feel like you're going crazy, right? And other, so that's some of the things they, they say, but going on to elaborate a bit more. I mean, there's many more things they say, of course, right? But I'll get into more of that by, um, in what I'm about to share with you here. Because one of the things that they, that you may be experiencing as well is this kind of minimizing of your feelings, which I mentioned just before. And they really, like whatever you feel, it's so irrelevant to them. They are not interested at all. Um, it doesn't matter how you feel about a certain subject. It doesn't matter how you feel about the way they're treating you. They minimize your feelings. They invalidate you completely. Because if it's not about them and not affecting them, they don't really give a shit, right? So it's like a total minimizing of your feelings. Another thing that happens all the time, again, I've sort of mentioned this, is this projection of it's you, it's you, it's you. You've done this to me. You've caused this problem. Why don't you do this? You, you, you. This projection. It's never them. It's everybody else. And they're so good at that. Like that is the one thing that I would witness over and over again was this complete denial of owning like how they are, who they are, how they show up. It's everybody else. So they're awesome at projecting. Like it's just so good. They are, their egos, they're so identified with ego. They're so in that place of themselves. They're so consumed that, you know, they, they don't have the ability to look at themselves and, and 
own their stuff, right? Um, and that is something that can be incredibly draining and taxing and um, it, it's incredibly, like it's a struggle, right? Another experience you may be experiencing, and this is something, again, that I experienced and went through, that this is what's so bewildering and troubling about living with a narcissist as well, is you may get into a argument, a shouting match, and you may just be defending yourself and, and you're, they're at you, they're at you. And it's, it's really punishing, right? It's really upsetting. And then they walk out or whatever they do, and two things can happen in those situations. They'll keep it going as long as they like to, right? Until they feel like you're basically just so worn down. But another thing that I used to see all the time is literally, I don't know, 10 minutes later, an hour later, they act like nothing happened. Like they'll just talk to you like, um, so are you gonna do this or are we gonna go out now? And you'll be like, what are you doing? And you, you'll say, excuse me, but you were just really rude to me just before. Oh, here you go again. Why, why are you bringing that up? What are you doing? Like that, that didn't happen. And you're just like, what? So this, again, it ties in with this total invalidation of feelings, this total, like they just, you know, don't get it because nothing really did happen, did it really? But they made it so. And then there's a denial that ever happens. And this is where the kind of like, you you feel like you're going crazy because you're like thinking, what the hell? And I think in that situation, when you've lived with a narcissist a long time, sometimes we start going into a place where we just start going along with it, where we'll just say, oh, okay, so you're talking to me now. Okay. And we'll just go, okay, at least he's talking to me. I can deal with this. And this is where we start like basically settling. We start being non-authentic to ourselves. We start downplaying our truth. We, our self-esteem starts eroding away because we're not really being and doing what we truly want, but we're just doing what can keep the peace. And I know that happened to me a lot of times, right? Um, and like I say, if they're not doing that flip where they're acting like nothing happened, they're stonewalling you or ignoring you. And again, another manipulation tactic because it's all about control and manipulation. And, you know, it is incredibly traumatic. Um, and, and I feel like with a narcissist, they actually need to keep creating those that trauma, that turmoil, right? And they base it and it creates that same dynamic, which are used to the massive highs, the lows, the ups, the downs. And it's, it, that's just what it's like, right? Living in those situations. You may find, you know, that your narcissistic partner can be very nice and do the right thing. It's very short lived, of course, because if you do something that they don't want you to do or they can't deal with basically um they'll snap and I remember in my situation it was um really frustrating because he would be really awful to me and then he'd try and be intimate with me and I, as if nothing had happened and I would be like what are you doing and then he'd then get angry with me because I wouldn't want to go along with all that and it's just like what are you this is crazy 
because everything is about them on their timeline, on their rules, on they feel. They're just completely um, self-absorbed. And another point I'd like to make as we, as I carry on talking here about living with a narcissist is they, they really, really, um, they just have to be right. They are never wrong. It's always, and I've sort of mentioned this before, I know I'm repeating myself, but we've just got to get this information. You can't hear it enough, can you? They always have to be right. So, you know, you can't explain anything to them. You can't talk to them rationally about your feelings, about how they upset you, how they're doing, because there's a denial. They don't believe it. They're in denial. It's just like, I don't know. This isn't how it is. They think you're the deluded one. They think you're the crazy one, right? And it's all a projection. And like I said, going back to that list, you know, everything they're saying about um, you is really um, a confession about themselves, essentially, you know? And as my time went on with this person, I began to detach more and more and more and became more. And I think that's the goal, guys. I think one of the things I'd like to share with you is the more you work on yourself, the more you do that inner work, whilst you may not be able to leave that relationship for whatever reason, like tomorrow or next week, the stronger you get within yourself, the more you know yourself, love yourself and and heal your own um, sort of inner trauma patterns, right? Because, you know, we all have them. And this is often why we do end up in these types of relationships on an unconscious level. But the more you do that, the more you detach emotionally from that person. And that is where you're able to make better decisions. Because whilst we're still all heavily emotionally attached, we may know this information, we may have this information, but we we just can't let go. We still feel this. We, we, our heart's still all connected. But I'm telling you now that that part of you that feels all that still, if you're in that phase, that's inner child trauma wounds. It's actually not the person. And I know that may be hard to hear, but I, I just, I'm telling you now, that's what that is. It's not because you're so in love with that person, because you can, how can you love someone when you know they're hurting you and causing so much suffering to you? It's your inner child that is so attached and so afraid of being abandoned, that is basically interpreting it as love. And I don't mean to sound like I'm minimizing your feelings, guys, by saying it in that term terminology, but I want you to maybe take what I'm saying and explore that because I want you to figure this out for you. I'm not here to say it's definitely not love and you shouldn't, you know, you, I'm just putting that out there because I feel like um, when we start dissecting our own wounding, we do see a clear pattern right within ourselves and yes you know this I can see it with my own life my attachments to people and the way I couldn't let go had more to do with my wounding than it ever did about the person that I believed I was loving because love doesn't hurt love doesn't destroy us love doesn't make us feel like we're going crazy right that's a fact right that is not love and yes I've mentioned in other podcasts we can get addicted to those emotions And, you know, one of the things I do with my coaching practice is I teach people how to dissolve and unlearn their unconscious patterns that keep them 
stuck, that keep them in these cycles because we can become so heavily identified with that part of ourselves that even though we want to give it up, even though we want a great partner, want a great love, our body and mind is so conditioned for the struggle, the trauma, so we keep doing it, right? But if you want something new, you're going to have to unlearn it. So that's on a side note of that. So going back to, um, you know, the list of, um, you know, things that a narcissist typically says, let's just go over some of those things again. Let's just make it all succinct for finishing up of this podcast today. So some of the typical things are you're overreacting, you're too sensitive, you need help. It's all, it's not all about you, you know, you're a psycho. Um, my, my family think you're crazy anyway. I never said that you're imagining things. This minimizing of your feelings, right? Um, to, you know, they totally invalidate how you feel. They project their, it's always your fault. It's never about them. They can act completely like nothing happened after being incredibly, um, you know, toxic and, and abusive. They can stonewall you on the flip side and just ignore you. Um, they like to say things like you're, you're crazy, you're nuts. Um, they are addicted to almost the turmoil and the trauma of it all. These highs, these lows, these ups, these downs. Um, they always have to be right. Um, they rarely apologize. And if they do apologize, it's usually because they want something. Um, and we all know what that is. Um, and so it's a real push pull all the time. And you're second guessing yourself all the time. And I want to talk to you as a close of this podcast today about the way you generally feel in this relationship, right? So relationships are meant to make you feel, you know, I, I feel like if we're going to be in a relationship with anyone else other than ourselves, then that relationship has to be an extension of ourselves. We have to feel a sense of love, comfort, peace, strength, warmth, support. When you're living with a narcissist, you don't feel any of that. What you feel, you feel completely on edge most of the time. You never know what mood they're going to be in. You never know what personality they're going to be in today. Sometimes they'll be okay. Sometimes they'll be reactive and snappy and they'll be highly critical of you. And um, that is like a way you don't want to be. You don't feel like you're living in a safe environment. In fact, you know you're not. So unconsciously, your body is quite often living in its sympathetic nervous system, dumping all that cortisol into your body, which is a stress hormone, which is making you unwell, psychologically, emotionally, and often physically unwell. And you're living that way, right? So this is why I see people that stay long-term in relationships that are highly toxic become unwell. And I know for me, that is something that happened in my own life as well, because we can't keep um, I wouldn't say pretending is the right word, but essentially that's what we are, like living a lie, living against our truth, right? Living against what's the right thing for our heart and soul. That toxic energy is going to destroy us. Now, I am the first person to take ownership and to say, we can't just project and blame onto another person and you know be a victim we have to look at our own internal patterns like i said before that is allowing this in our life because it's never about the other person per se it's always about looking at our own self and asking 
what do I need to heal within myself here? What is this teaching me about myself? And then go to work on ourselves, right? Because like I say, otherwise you're going to, going to be feeling these feelings that I just described, you know, continuously. And look, what I've known with um, my own journey and my own research and clients, what tends to happen in these narcissistic relationships is one or two things. You will do the inner work and you will grow, you will grow and you will end that relationship. And it's the best feeling, right? That is, or you will stay locked into your, your own internal pattern and live out that relationship. But what tends to happen is that person, the narcissist, because they're always looking for a new supply, someone to feed their ego, and you'll get worn down, they'll find somebody else. And so oftentimes people living with a narcissist, they are cheated on because their narcissist has gone off and find somebody else. And that is even like, you know, that's incredibly toxic, right? It's incredibly emotionally awful to experience. And I know that did happen to me in my early days as well. And it's horrendous because it really activates all your own trauma from your own stuff as well. So the answer is always to go and do your your healing and um, empower yourself with knowledge and to know that you can break free from these situations. This is not something that you have to live with. You deserve great love. You deserve someone that respects you, loves you, treats you with kindness and you have to be that for yourself first and foremost. And as you do, you will naturally energetically shift into a different timeline, which will call in a whole different person to your life. As you heal, your whole entire life shifts, okay? So it always starts with you. When I share information, my hope is always that you are not listening to my inf- any information, whether it's me or anybody else that you're listening to or watching, but that you don't just listen to this information, that you actually begin to take action and you put into place uh, different situations, different behaviors that can create change for yourself. Because as it's great to have the information, right? It's great to understand what's going on with us. But if you just listen to this podcast today and you do nothing else, then nothing else will change. It's just you've got information. So I want you to take these, what I've been sharing with you today, and I want you to make some decisions about your life. I want you to decide that this is enough and you're going to make those changes within yourself, that it starts today. And as you know, I do have a coaching program. Go to my website, sallykaylin.com. Come on over to Instagram, DM me if you're interested in coaching with me um, from January onwards. Um, obviously, I'm booked up to the end of the year now and we're coming um, into the holiday season. So I am taking bookings for um, the end of January onwards for next year. Um, if you are not familiar with my work, go over to Instagram or my website and you will find everything over there. And um, please reach out and ask me if you have any questions. But I'm here for you guys. You are not alone. I hope this podcast has been helpful. I'd love you to leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. And um, I will be back in a couple of days with a new podcast. In the meantime, take care of your hearts and I will talk to you soon.